Hi, this is Bill. And this is Anastas. We are the Uncommonwealth Podcast. Today we have with us, uh, for the third time in a row, our lovely guest host. Oh, look at those chins. Tom, Tom <laughs> Peterson. Hi, everyone. It's like looking at a thumb on are a you, head. Are you excited for being here for three episodes in a row? I was until Bill made fun of my chins. I mean, Sorry, you, buddy. I, got I don't too. know why you did that face. It was. <laughs> I'm so excited. You <laughs> gave me soda. It's his eager face. Yeah, uh, I guess in honor of of the of the, the the topic, we for some reason I was my foolish self didn't re up on Schweppes, which I guess is a good thing because he kind of That's sticked fine. him over a little bit. But we yeah. do have some lovely carbonated beverages of soda. Wait, we're so drinking. Um, I was informed to not pour the drink out in front of the microphone like I did with the Shrubs episode because apparently it's not a good pleasant sound for everyone. Yeah, we're 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 imbibed with sugar. We're imbibed ready to fucking sugar. roll. Yeah, we're so in, in context we for part one talk about his early life and his in his life in the ministry yes. and and more a lot of, of a, lot, a lot of religious based stuff. A lot of religious but, stuff. Uh, and a little bit of pol- his political views. And then last episode we dove uh, head 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 first into his political views and his scientific discoveries, yeah. specifically in, in context of carbonation. Now we're going to talk about more, and we alluded to this briefly, but more of the the downslope of his enjoyable life. Yeah, uh, a lot of a lot of negative parts of his life, but also. Um, do we ever do our swear warning in the last two episodes? Uh, no, but uh, but um. Hey, we make we, swears. We make swears. Words are swears. We do all words. I swear, oops. To vengeance. I swear oaths to bad things. Yeah. Swear what, to me. This is what I see when I say fuck. I swear to God it's true. Um, swear to me. But okay. Okay. Yeah. Christian Bale. Yeah. Piece of. He's, he's a mean man. man. He's Christian a mean Bale. man. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Say he's a dick. Yeah. Um. But anyway, I'm sure he is. But so we're gonna talk about his uh, his latter half of his life, and uh, we're gonna start off with his time in Birmingham. But. Do we have any? Uh, I, I guess I guess we, we can kind of save the personal experiences later because that's yeah. Uh, save them for when we're definitely more relevant. About where it was relevant, yeah, yeah. Um, and I love my soda pop. So there's that. You love orange soda. I, I love orange soda. I had I had some I had some crushed soda um, for the first time in a while actually recently. Yeah. I only drink you childhood. You who you only drink you who's. I only drink you who's and Miller High Lifes. I only drink water because Cham- everything champagne. else is a sin. Everything else is in the champagne of beers. Champagne of waters. Oh, I was going to say, cham- <laughs> champagne. Was it champagne wishes and caviar dreams? <laughs> um, so, all right. so I'll, I'll start off with the... Leave me off. With his, his, little, his life in Birmingham. It wasn't too long of a time period, but... No, tell me a story. Um, but anyway, so in 1780, the Priestleys moved to Birmingham, and they spent uh, actually a full decade. So actually longer than I thought. Yeah. A, full, a full decade there. It's and, just not as... A- a filled deck. No, it's more of a, a, a winding down. Yeah. Uh, but they spent a full decade, and they were surrounded by by friends, you know, old friends in the yeah. area. So it was a happy time for them. Uh, Priestley accepted the uh, ministerial ministerial position at the uh, the new meeting uh, church on uh, on condition that he be required to preach and, and teach only on Sunday. So he basically wanted to budget himself some time to mm-hmm. continue with his writings and his scientific experiments. So he basically just worked once a week. Pretty nice, solid. Nice job if you can get it. Huh? Pretty solid. Um, kind of, kind of a nice retirement job, and just like, just like back in Leeds, he established classes for for the youth of his parish. And you know, by 1781, so just one year after he started, he was teaching 150 students, uh, which is That's pretty good. Yeah, basically yeah, like, a le- like a lecture hall filled. Yeah, you know, like a full yeah. lecture hall. And I wonder if they did Socratic discussions <laughs> with like children. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but 
Priestley's uh, new meeting salary was was pretty low. It was only a hundred guineas, which I, I didn't look that up. The Guinea conversion pigs. for that only that's he his <laughs> feast hey, on weeks. On, yeah, <laughs> you're talking about low. You're a psychopath. I need a thousand guinea pigs. <laughs> Suck the brains out. <laughs> oh, that's a thing in uh, Argentina. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just was not <laughs> expecting to go that that route there. My bad. Um, but because all right, so he wasn't paying that much. In terms of cash, so if friends and patrons would donate money and goods to him, that would help him further his studies. Hey, friends of the pod, of- if you want to take some lessons from Joseph Priestley's friends, we will gladly accept donations. Yes, yeah, slip me a 20. I'll take it. Um, Don't do it. I'll use it by drugs. <laughs> oh, he's a bad man. Yep, it's called meth. Methamphetamines. I was going to say, drugs aren't all bad, but meth, meth, no, is, bad. Bad. meth, meth is bad. Meth is bad. Yep. yep. It's full disclosure, guys, or future employers listen to, listen to this podcast. I do not do drugs. Um, future voters, I don't do drugs. <laughs> oh, God. Tom Peterson from there. <laughs> Amazing. You know I had to put it in at some point. Just in it. case, just in case. He was elected a foreign honorary member of the American Academy of Arts and Sciences in 1782. And again, this is I'm pretty sure up to this point he's never set foot in America. No, he's not. So that's pretty neat, though, that... They just love the dude. If it fell in line with with their uh, their message and their yeah their uh, their way of thinking, um, so all good stuff for that decade. Uh, and then up up to seventeen ninety one, it was all good. But they were forced to flee in seventeen ninety one. They were pushed out by religiously motivated mobs. Uh, and interesting enough, the these acts of violence they were known as the priestly riots. Yeah. So I'll I'll talk. I'll go into some detail on this. Uh, so basically, tensions between dissenters and uh, the supporters of the American and French Revolution, that whole sect versus right. the uh, Church of England and the established, that, that whole side. Basically, it was dissenters, uh, American and French Revolution supporters versus the rest. And all that tension exploded in July of 1791. Which is only two years and a month after the French Revolution kicked yeah. off. It's still yep. in full swing. Yep, yep. The American Revolution is still very fresh. It, yeah, it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you look at it from that context, it's only 15 years later yeah. or something like that. And up to the end of the war, it's only been... When did the war end? 80, 80, uh, 85? 85? Something like that. So, it, so it's, a bit, it's pretty young. It's a pretty right. young nation. There's still skirmishes and everything happening even after the treaties were signed. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. they're... Nipping no, at each not other. happy. Yeah. Uh, so it makes sense from from that lens. Just to provide some context there. Uh, context. Uh, so Priestley and several other dissenters they had arranged to have a celebration of the anniversary of the storming of the Bastille. So they were literally just celebrating right. the start of the French Revolution. It's Bastille Day. Exactly. And it makes sense, Todd. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. You remembered. Last thirteenth. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And um, so they, they they had they had dinner planned out. And this was viewed as a really big provocation. Oh, uh, yeah, dude. I mean, face it, most of the country didn't want anything to do with the French Revolution. They no, they were terrified. It, right? Yeah, they viewed it as, as a huge threat to the English monarchy and uh, to society in general. They viewed it as just society breaking down. And a lot of people even viewed it as like, as like the end of the world. You know? mm-hmm. So pretty, pretty wild stuff. Um, actually, I'm pretty sure uh, Priestley actually viewed it as the end of the world, too. But we'll talk bit. about it a little later. But I mean, that was the major point of it. They were they were afraid it would spread into Britain. So uh, basically, Priestley didn't actually attend this event. You know, he was convinced by his friends to not go because there was a lot of there was huge fear of violence. Yeah. 
And, Rightly so. Yeah, I mean, there were rioters gathered outside the hotel, uh, and that, that's where they, they were having a banquet at a hotel. Okay. And um, there were people gathering in front of it, and some people that did attend, uh, not priests, but other, other dissenters, yeah. they were attacked when they, when they exited the building. They were attacked by this mob. These rioters moved from uh, moved on to the new meeting and also the old meeting churches, and they both they burned both these ascending churches to the ground. So they were literally just going around and causing big time to make big time damage. Any casualties? Uh, I, I I didn't read anything in terms of people dying on that, but um, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. destruction of property is pretty pretty hardcore considering that. Oh I mean, yeah, you, arson. You, you no, know, it's it's arson, and and you have a group of people that don't have a place to go. The right, next yeah. Sunday, you know what I mean? So it's, just <clears throat> stuck in the woods. Yeah, it's tough. To, it's tough to rebuild after that. And uh, so Priestley and his wife they fled their home, and although their their son William and a few other of their of their friends stayed at the property mm-hmm. to to protect you know protect the property, uh, the mob though they came and they overcame them, uh, and they ended up burning the Priestley house. Yeah, and they they torched all uh, torches his, his laboratory, which is. Obviously, a huge, significant loss to 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 the industry, to the field, and uh, they also burned a lot of his family belongings as well too. Uh, I don't believe William was harmed, uh, but he it's like a knock on the head or something. Yeah, he was. He wasn't you know murdered like that, but no, he, he was he pushed aside, him. and they they, they they burned the house. So I guess that's you know civility, <laughs> in a way. Yeah, sure. <laughs> in a way, but they. Um, they weren't the only home that was burned. There were 26 other descending homes were burned, and three other churches in addition to the old and new meeting churches, they were also burned down. Right. There's a total of five churches. Yeah. And it was it was spread over a, a three-day riot, too. So it, was, it, was, it wasn't just a one-night thing. So it's like a three-day's grace. They must have been listening to three-days grace starting yep. riot. Yep. Hot yep. time in the old town tonight. Three, three doors down. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I can be your hero, baby. That's Creed, right? Wow, uh, you were just all over the fucking place with these, huh? Mm. Yeah, you've got First of all, that was Gabriel Iglesias. Not it's Enrique Iglesias. Wow, totally off. Uh, <laughs> How did you know that? Because I listened to it yesterday. Did you really? Yes. That's hilarious. Also, I just knew that. We used to sing it. You know how I talked about how we sang "Purple Rain" in the rain in the football yeah. showers. Yeah. Yep. We also sang that. Maybe there's a reason I'm we impressed. were one and nine myself. Yeah, <laughs> hey, you guys suck. Oh my god. Um, <sighs> Was Stewart down the ones that did the Trump uh, inauguration? Dude, I, I think they think were so, yeah. hilarious. I was talking about Three Days Grace. I know, but I, I just mentioned them because they have three in the be- the first word of their band names. Three name, three so band names. Three Dog Night. That too. Don't know them, but that too. Bet you, bet you know a song that you don't think you know. I probably don't. Anyway, so what, what is it? What is it? Shambhala. I don't think I know that one. Also, uh, Mama Jeremiah, told me not to come. Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Mama told me not to come. Oh, God. Mama told stop, me not to stop, come. Stop, stop, stop. She We're said that ain't sued. the way to have fun. Son. Oh, Jesus. Stop it. Mama told me not to come. Okay, 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 okay. So. <laughs> you get um, so, so uncomfortable. Yep. Yeah, you guys so, are going to get sued. So, so at, my lawyer will be in touch. Jeremiah was a bullfrog. So at, at, it was a very good friend of mine. <laughs> so after this... um. So after this this this, this mob violence, uh, Priestley spent a few days hiding with friends, uh, and then he was able to travel to London, right, away from Birmingham and all the mess there. Did you say and all the meth there? Mess. Oh, it's all, all the meth. I swear, to God, I thought you said meth. I'm sure there's meth now in Birmingham. Probably there's meth everywhere. Yeah, I don't know how big it is in the UK. They're they're more of a pills country. 
That's true. Yeah. But <laughs> fucking they've uh, yeah, I've seen the Matrix too. I haven't. <laughs> Is the Matrix to take place in London? No, but they oh, take uh. pills. Good reference, Bill. Tuck. All you guys do is punch. Ow. It's only when we're together. That's true. Um, anyway, so... <laughs> toxic masculinity. So I, I... Let's talk about the actual mob itself. So... Yeah. The, they were carefully executed acts. acts and the mob and the, uh, the leaders of the mob, so-called leaders, they, they went through trial, but they were basically farcical trials. Mm. Um, none of them were convicted. Many at the time, and, and definitely modern stories later, they, they basically confirm or theorized and strongly theorized that these attacks were planned and condoned by the local Birmingham magistrates. So oh. they were basically run run through the, uh, the the courts before they actually even happened. Right. It's not super shocking because the centers were, by definition, dissidents. Right, right. So they, they were criminals so, in the mind of a lot of people. Right. Um, the, the Blackstone. Thank you. Uh, I mean, he, in, his, in his work, he was claiming them being... Yeah. Going against the the, the crown, well, he yeah, and he said even when he recanted that position, he still said dissenting was a crime. Mm-hmm. So and and even if it wasn't like a codified crime, it's still viewed as a uh, not it's it's not acceptable by the social mores of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're marginal. They're become it sounds weird because they're still landed white people, but they're a more marginalized group, and so open to attack. Be, right. via well they're, they're not protected by by the net of right. the courts really right so that gives them ex- it's easier to exploit them economically politically and right. then lever it, lever the language of violence against yeah. them yeah. and there, there's all scum well speaking of, speaking of politicians so the um, <laughs> what was that said so vote for me <laughs> <laughs> oh well speaking of speaking of that whole or to add to that so William George uh, I'm sorry uh, George the third he was forced to send troops to the air to just chill everyone out. And he said, I cannot but feel better pleased that Priestley is the sufferer of the doctrines he and his party have instilled and that people see them in their true light. So he's basically blaming them yeah, for, yeah. for their George, actions. George was, yeah. Yeah. He was so, literally insane. Yeah, yeah. famously. Uh, so when, when you look at that quote and you, and, you, and you read about the rumors that they were cleared by the Birmingham magistrates... Uh, before it even happened, yeah, yeah. I, I, it makes sense. It makes sense. Uh, but I mean, they had to, they had to leave and they left, and they made a life in a, in a different part of the country. Uh, you want to talk, that, talk about that a little bit, Bill? Yeah. So when they fled Birmingham, they fled to Hackney in Middlesex. Ooh. Middlesex, I believe it's pronounced. It's uh, yep. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce it. Middle Middlesex. Middlesex. Yep, that's exactly how it's spelled. So middle like, eyes closed, never make an eye contact. Full on cushion era sheet Do you between want you. want British listeners, Bill? What are you talking about? It's Middle- just the name of a town, Bill. Middle- it's the name, <laughs> of, a, name of, a, of, a, of a region. Region. It's the name of a region, Bill. Maybe you should be a little more woke. <laughs> you fucker. Wow. Uh, I'm pleased. I've, I've been seen. Um, fine. Well, he was there. Priestley gave a series of lectures on history and natural philosophy at the dissenting academy, uh, or at a dissenting academy, which was the new college at Hackney. Um, some of his friends helped the Priestleys rebuild their lives, and they contributed money, books, and laboratory equipment. Priestley tried to obtain restitution from the government for the destruction of his Birmingham property, 
Uh, but he was never fully reimbursed, which... Like, never got it, yeah. After seeing King George's fucking comments, not surprising. Yeah. <laughs> um, he also published uh, an, an appeal to the public on the subject of the riots in Birmingham in 1791. And it, it indicted the people of Birmingham for allowing the riots to occur and for violating the principles of English government. Hmm. So he wasn't, wasn't real pleased. <laughs> Just lashing it out. I mean, can you blame him? It's the equivalent of like posting a something an on, angry on social Facebook media. Status. Yeah, just yeah. like oh, people are mean. It's like when me. I go on Roxborough rants and raves. <laughs> There's a Facebook page if you all want I'm to get excited a to look laugh. at that. Yeah, um, the couple's friends urged them to leave Britain and emigrate to either France or the United States mm-hmm. uh, because they just, their friends were like, "You're you're in danger. Like, yeah, you, you need to get the fuck out." Um, Priestley didn't want to go right away. And he had just received an appointment to preach for the Gravel Pit Meeting Congregation. So he was minister there between 1793 and 1794. And he, the sermons he preached there, particularly the two fast sermons, reflect his growing belief that the end of the world is fast approaching. Yeah. Which is, this isn't like a shocking, a lot of the times people do that, like doom is coming when doom starts to come onto them. Yeah, yeah, they project it on the rest of the world. Yeah. I mean, when you look at... The, okay, so I mean, you'll, I guess you'll probably t- touch on this a little bit too, but when you look mm-hmm. at the other events going around the world, it makes a little bit more sense. I mean, it's it happens now, still right. today. And when you look at like when the Book of Revelation was written, you can look at stuff that was happening in Rome and in Israel, or it wasn't really Israel at the time, but you know right. what I mean. They were comparable, like... It's usually sh- political shit going down. Well, okay, so if you think, if you think about the... Um, Think about the view of like you're a British person, right? And you're, mm-hmm. you're in Britain, you just lose the colonies, right? And you see what's going on right across the channel, everything's falling apart. Uh, there's some issues in, in India at the time, I believe, uh, yeah, in the, in the 1700s, in the late 1700s. So, yeah, there there's are. more tensions there. So, yeah, I mean, from that point of view, grim. yeah, it looks grim. So, he jumping off that, he compared biblical prophecies to recent history. And he concluded that the French Revolution was a harbinger of the second coming of Christ. Mm. My brown Jesus. Me. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. That just took a jump, didn't it? <laughs> that took a turn. Uh, okay. The Messiah is here. <laughs> oh, man. I said brown Jesus. He is very white. I am very white. He's a pale boy. Yep. Danish fuck. You can't see me, but I'm pale. <laughs> Out of this, like, daily life just started to become more difficult for the Priestleys. Priestley was burned in effigy alongside uh, one of Thomas Paine. There were political cartoons that were published about him. The And they were like vicious. They were nasty. Letters were sent to him from across the country comparing him to the devil and Guy Fawkes. I, a traitor. <laughs> yeah. like wow. I just want to... Like, Guy Fawkes is not a good person. Let's blow up Parliament. Right. <laughs> yeah. And and people were always like, he was a freedom fighter. Well, no. He actually was a terrorist. Wanted, yeah, he was a terrorist and he wanted to employ, uh, institute a Catholic government... Uh, a, a theocracy yeah. that was like kind of like a worse fascist, mm. uh, proto-fascist government style, but whatever. He also wasn't even the ringleader. He was just got he's just famous, a dude. He's just oh, a guy. Yeah, he got arrested. But, he's just a guy. Um, tradespeople fear, feared taking the family's business, so they wouldn't deal with him. And he, even his royal academy friends, distanced themselves from him. Like he was a pariah. Right. Uh, his son William was presented to the French Assembly. And granted letters of naturalization on June 8, 1792. So, like, they were, fuck it. He was he, like, yeah, I'm, I'm not doing I'm this. I'm a French man now. Yeah. Um, done. Priestley, Joseph didn't learn about it until he read about it in the Morning Chronicle. 
That's pretty funny. Which, which is like like when a football player sees it on Twitter that they've been released. Yeah. <laughs> Look how they massacred my poor boy. <laughs> oh. It's from the Godfather. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, a decree went out on August 26, 1792 by the French National Assembly that conferred French citizenship. That's not an easy word to say sometimes. No. On Joseph Priestley and others who had served the cause of liberty by their writings. Priestley accepted the citizenship. He considered it the greatest of honors. Um, and then in the Nat- French National Convention election on September 5th, 1792, Joseph Priestley was elected to the French National Convention by at least two departments. Um, Orne et Lore? Yeah, I was, was going to say they didn't even try those, but um, I mean, he was basically a political appointee, or right. he was one in the office, I guess. Uh, he declined it, and uh, he, the reason why is because he said he wasn't fluent in French, which, like, that's fair. That's the reason why I can't represent you. Yeah, if you I can't speak. You know, I'm not a Frenchman, then <laughs> yeah. I'll speak the language. It's like if we got, if we got like, voted to become, like, Latvian. <laughs> yeah. Governors or something. Like, I don't know. I don't speak okay. English. I'd probably take it. What was that? I mean, everyone in the Baltic speaks English. That's true. Uh, yeah. Well, let's do it, guys. All right, he's, he's, you were you speak Latvian? in Lithuania. I was in Lithuania. It's not the same. No, no, no. All those Baltic languages are bastardized Russian, though. Yeah, that's true. That's not false. That's yeah, But they're all different. Yeah, they've all got their little quirks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he actually couldn't immigrate to France. Be, Even if he wanted to. Yeah, it just became impractical because there were relations between England and France were just deteriorating. And there was a declaration of war uh, in February 1793, and the Aliens Bill of March 1793 forbade correspondence or travel between England and France. Which sucks, because his son's in France right now, so that's sucks ass. That is sad. So, uh, Harry and Joseph Jr. chose to leave England for America in August 1793. Mm -hmm. And Joseph Sr. followed with Mary, and they went over on the ship Sansom. And they, they boarded at Gravesend, which I don't know where in England that is. Mm. But it was that was on April 7th, 1794. Yeah, and uh, and also to add that too, his, his son William went from France to America as well too. Right. And I think I think that at, at the same around the same time in 1793, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And five weeks after Priestley left, William Pitt's administration began arresting radicals for seditious libel, uh, resulting in... The 1794 treason trials. Yeah, so and he, he definitely left, would have been rounded he up. He left right in time. Yeah, so yeah. good for him. Yeah, so I mean, this is this is where uh, the relevance of this podcast comes in, though. Yes, he came to not anywhere else but uh, but America, and by America I mean Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, baby. Pennsylvania is the quintessential highlight of America. Yep. Because the spirit of Pennsylvania we're is like, the spirit of America. We're like That's California, right. but on the East Coast. You dropped something. Yep. We're better than... Cal- we're not better than California. California was really cool. No. We were better than you. So, the Priestleys arrived in N- in New York City on June 4th. <laughs> you can call it NYC! <laughs> when you're up, you're up. When you're down, you're down. So Those not, aren't the worst of songs. So, so not directly. Not Two different songs. Pennsylvania. <laughs> so, yes. They didn't come right to Pennsylvania. They they uh, arrived in New York City on well, June 4th. And that makes sense. 1794... It's the port. <laughs> uh, you could 
Never mind. You're, you're right. I'm sorry. And uh, they were received by multiple political factions that wanted uh, Joseph's endorsement. He denied their invo- invites, uh, wanting to steer clear of politics in America, but which is understandable. You know, like, just, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, like I want a clean slate. He, he's an old. He's older by now. He's older. By yeah, now. yeah. Uh, he's in his sixties. Yeah, I, I believe he's like sixty. He's beat. He's beat. His house just burned down. He wants to just relax. Right. Yeah. And he wants to play with air. Because it's time to retire. His, because of his political views. Like, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> like I'm yeah. not gonna get right back into this yeah. shit. Yeah, uh, he he then went to Philadelphia, where he gave a series of sermons, which led to the founding of the first Unitarian Church of Philadelphia. But he turned down an offer to teach chemistry at the University of Pennsylvania. Oh, that's cool. Uh, he didn't like Philly. No, he said it smelled bad. Oh, so fuck him then. He um, I mean, it I might have. They were throwing shit in the streets yeah, yeah. back Philly, then. Philly was bad. Yeah, it's still one of the most lizard littered cities in America. A lizard, shut up. The lizard, lizard people, people are here. Are here yeah. <laughs> Obama. Uh, yeah. Uh, so um, JP and MP, uh, Mary, his wife, they bought a, a plot of land on the Susquehanna Riverside in Northumberland County in uh, Point Township, uh, and now that's the borough of Northumberland. And uh, they moved there, and uh, they started construction in 1794. And Mary actually designed the home. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And, and she did some, like, neat... This is kind of what we did when right. we did the house tours. Like, we did the outside stuff, and we talk about... My, my big thing was telling a little bit of history of the construction of the house, and then, like, contextual hist- history, like, the area's history. But some of the neat quirks of the house are, like, the Widow's Walk Tom mentioned earlier. Those are usually seen on... Oceanside homes, so you you know they, that's where they got their name. Yeah, was walking watching for sailors uh, coming out back back from sea. Oh, like a widow. I see. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, um, people die at sea. That's a thing. Now but they would. He did it. Oh my god! You make a you making accusations? Wait, out what, here? wait, what was that? He said Natalie Wood. <laughs> she died at sea. She did. Yeah. Christopher Walken coming for you, Christopher. We know you did it, you son of a bitch. State college you... investigations coming at you. <laughs> Motherfucker. Real crime. Done. You're done. You don't scare me with your odd cadence and delivery. <laughs> I'm coming for you. Walking. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> so. So. Yeah. Uh, but she she designed that so we could look at the stars at night. And, and like observe natural phenomena around them. And one of the really neat features that I always like about the house was that she designed the his lab area. And she designed it so that if there were to be an explosion from his experiments, it would blast out. The wall would it was a it was a blast wall. It was designed to just go straight out like so, wow. yeah. nothing happened. So nothing would blow into the house. Yeah. That's really smart. Chemicals and dangerous things would go out. Yep. And it wouldn't cave in that way yep. either. And it was just the one wall. Which is not a lone bearing wall and it just Right. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Right, cool. So you just have this big fucking gape in your in your house. Yeah. But but you could fix it. You could fix it, and yeah. it was sealed off from the rest of the house because there were, there's doors and a little Several hallway doors. that goes through. Yeah. It's a new, it's a really neat house. It's beautiful. I suggest going. Give it your patronage. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I well, make a donation. Yeah. yeah. It's uh. It's, it's like not what? doing well. <laughs> it's not doing well. I know. Oh. It kills me. They tried to shut it down. We were. We can get into this maybe at the end of the episode. Yeah, yeah. The legacy part. But, yeah, some neat features of the house that she designed. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Um, so, a little something about J.J., Joseph Jr. Uh, <laughs> do you think they call him J.J.? I do. <laughs> JJ. The jet plane? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he was the leading member of a consortium that purchased 300,000 acres of woodland between the forks of Loyal Sock Creek, 
with the intent to lease or sell 400 acre plots. It's a lot of land. Yeah, yeah that's a lot. Yeah. William and Henry. You said Harry earlier. Was Henry, that a- Henry and Harry are variations on the same name. Okay, well, yeah. I always thought it was Hank. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> so, Billy and Hank, they bought 284-acre plot Sounds of Sounds like a fucking King of the Hill episode. <laughs> oh my god, it does. So, Billy and Hank bought a 284-acre plot of woodland they tried to farm. It later became known as Fair Hill. They felled and uprooted trees and tried to sweeten the soil by making lime in their own lime kilns. So, I just thought that was like a neat little thing. Yeah, that's pretty neat. I yeah. didn't know that. Uh, but Henry was not long for the world, though. No, he? Henry no, shortly di- died thereafter uh, in 1795 on December the 11th, uh, likely from malaria that they think he got in the dirty, dirty city of New York. Yeah, yeah take that, New York. Fuck yeah, you. Dirty fucking city. You're you ain't shit compared to Philly. We'll end you. Uh, we don't have many listeners in New York. It's fine. No, it's okay. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna hashtag New York. So Mary was already like pretty sick, and her health yeah. just continued to deteriorate. E- even though William's wife Margaret Folk Priestley moved in to nurse her 24 hours a day, uh, she died the following year after her son in 1796 in sep- on the September the 17th, uh, two years before the house was completely finished. Yeah, it's kind of she never actually got to like live in the house yeah, she designed. I forgot about which, that. Which always kind of breaks my heart. Yeah. Because um, I, I th- from what I remember, it was a big passion project for him to, for her to design the house. Like it's yeah. all to her specifications, right? Yeah, and like after he, she died, he, like he made sure that it was uh, completed, the way completed yeah. in her vision, right? Yeah, yeah, I remember hearing that somewhere. Um, so Joe and Joe Jr. they decide to move in with uh, JJ's wife Elizabeth Ryland Priestley. Uh, they also had a tenant named Thomas Cooper Jr. who lived with them. Yeah. And Thomas Cooper Sr. Well, he would come visit. Oh, yep. I see that now. <laughs> it's all right. I can read. And he was an economist, college president, and political philosopher. Do we know what college? Um, I didn't look into it because I was thinking maybe we'd just end up doing an episode okay. on him. Yeah. Fuck Nell. I, I just, they were guests. More like, fuck Nell. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I have no problem with fuck Nell. Yeah, I don't either. Um... Yeah. There's a there's a guy at home who does uh, impersonations of both Thomas Cooper and Ben Franklin. Really? He oh, he does like, Cooper too. Yeah, he does Cooper as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's, uh, he might have known. He, he started putting him in his repertoire a little later after Benjamin. But he comes to the Priestley house and does uh, different talks and stuff. He's he's quite good. Yeah, yeah, he knows his stuff. Yeah, I mean you gotta. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you have to. But he, uh, yeah, he's quite good. And uh, Mr. Blatchley, who does uh, Joseph Priestley, is fucking fantastic he's a retired chemist chemistry teacher yeah and he'll do experiments for the kids and stuff like history camp and that kind of stuff Mm. and he always does the rainbow connection to show he puts different food dye in the waters right no like he does like straight up chemicals to make things change color right like acid and bases yeah he does acid and bases to change the colors yeah and he he does the, the rainbow connection he sings it while he does it why are there so many Songs about rainbows. What's on the other side? Anastas hasn't yelled at us yet. <laughs> Not yet. Uh, I think uh, that's the one he should be scared about. They're on my Disney. Um, so oh, God. he, he uh, Dickinson. Oh, Dickinson. That makes yeah. sense. Oh, neat. I don't think I don't know when Bucknell was founded. Susquehanna is a little later. Yeah. I I don't, I don't uh, nothing like too close by though. Mm. Yeah. Um, 
He well, tried. He tried to avoid Unicon yeah. for to to get to get back to to uh, to JP's life. Uh, he tried. He tried to avoid political comments, like you said. But right, he, he's still right. tied into his faith, though, right? So he would defend his Christian Unitarian beliefs because, like, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, somebody's coming at your beliefs. So you need to defend yeah. yourself. Um, but he, like you say, he tried to avoid political controversy. However, as he spent more time with Thomas Cooper Senior, and or or Thomas Cooper Junior or Senior, I'm not. It, I think Junior, actually. Right. And Elizabeth Ryland Priestley, he was drawn once more into the political sphere. And in 1798, he wrote an anonymous anonymous response to the Pinckney affair, um, which was when President John Adams, uh, he tried to lar- enlarge the Navy and mobilize the militia uh, in response to this affair. Um, I'm not going to go into the whole Pinckney affair. It's, it's kind of lengthy. Right. Worth looking into, though. Um, so Priestley wrote the newspaper article Maxims of Political Arithmetic. Um, he wrote it anonymously, but it criticized Adams, defended free trade, and advocated a form of Jeffersonian isolationism. And then in that same year, a small package addressed to Dr. Priestley in America was seized by the Royal Navy, and it was from a neutral Danish boat. Hmm. And it had three letters, and one was signed by the r- radical political reformer and printer John H- Herford Stone, and they were published in London after they had been seized, and in America as well. And one letter was addressed only to MBP, and this made the letter seem a little more mysterious because everyone was like, "Who the fuck's this MBP?" Mm. So Priestley tried to get out ahead of it because he didn't want to be seen as a spy in the interests of France. So he sent a letter to many newspaper editors in which he named MBP as the member of the British Parliament, and. He identified that person as being Mr. Benjamin Vaughn, who was a political radical who was instrumental in drafting the Treaty of Paris, which ended hostilities between the U.S. and Britain. Hmm. Priestley stated that Vaughn also had to flee England and had to live under an assumed name. He's like he's just like trying to justify why why he's out there, yeah, yeah, and why he he was kind of vague with the address. Um, And people didn't buy it though. And William Cobbett, who was a newspaper guy, uh, he published in his Porcupine's Gazette on August 20th, 1798, that he believed that both men were spies for France. While uh, Joseph Jr. was on a trip to England uh, from Christmas 1798 until August 1800, a long trip. Joseph Priestley, Elizabeth, his wa- uh, his daughter-in-law, um, and Thomas Cooper became closer to the... Ry- became closer, and Ryland Priestley and Cooper began c- collaborating on political essays. So, Joseph helped hawk a seditious handbill uh, Cooper had printed out around Point Township and across the river in Sunbury. So he'd like pass it out to people. Yeah, he just yeah. gave it to people. Like, yeah, he'd be he'd like, hey, like, like, read this. I'm yeah. smart. Read this. Yeah, pretty much. Well, he said it with a stutter, though. It was Because I can't bloody speak! The King's Speech. Good reference. Thank you, thank you. You must have. You just watched it. A couple weeks ago. Yeah. It's a great movie. I suggest it. Tom's movie list. I like Captain Barbosa. Jeffrey Rush, uh, you, you need him because you can't bloody speak. Uh, in, in September, got me there. In, in September of 1799, William Cobbett printed exact extracts uh, from the handbill and accused Joseph of being the patron of the handbill and told Joseph that he had to face accusation or face prosecution. What a like ultimatum! Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a cool turn of phrase. Though. It's just like I'm gonna accuse you. Or you're gonna get prosecuted. One or the other. I yeah. win. Don't yeah, you like, have to do one dick. in order to do the other? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so Joseph is like, 
Man, I didn't do that, and he defended himself in the letters to which the inhabitants of Northumberland... It's... No. Oh. <laughs> letters to the inhabitants of Northumberland, which were published in November and December of 1799. We're never having him on the pot again. Don't worry, listeners. <laughs> Thank goodness. I don't want to be associated with this for my political career. <laughs> <laughs> they say the word butts. <laughs> hey, have you heard of Updog? What's up, dog? Oh, shit. Oh, oh shit. Got him. So, uh, we're also doing this to raise money for Ligma. Ligma balls. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> no. So, Billy, who lived in Philly. I thought you were talking about me at first. So, Billy, who lived in Philly, was becoming embarrassed by uh, JP's actions. I mean, understandably. Yeah, yeah. He's like, Dad, you gotta chill, man. Politics, holy shit! Like, get out of clearly, this isn't working. Yeah, he he actually confronted him about it, and he's like, and he told uh John Vaughn, John Vaughn, a wine merchant, philanthropist, probably philanderer, (laughs) Jesus, (laughs) and treasurer and librarian of the American Philosophical Society, Uh, and Benjamin Vaughn, he told JP that John and Ben were concerned. They were important people. Uh, they were concerned about uh, Elizabeth's dietary care. Like, the the food that she was feeding Priestley. Okay. She, she, they didn't think that it was, like, good enough for him, for his brain power or his health. Oh, interesting. McDonald's all day, man. Can't have it. Fucking bad. You're a Burger King, man. The Burger King! How about that Taco Bell, though? Oh, Crunchwrap Supreme. Oh, God. Yeah. This is still, I'm Fuckers. sorry. I just want to throw this out. This is weird. This is just weird, a weird accusation to make. About the diet. It is. It's yeah, weird, this like, feels like out of the, out of nowhere. Feeding him well enough. It's just well, a weird thing. It was. It comes into play. You'll see. You'll okay. see why. Okay. Um. Yeah. This. But, actually, but they, they were they were worried about about uh were they worried about Thomas Cooper and and Elizabeth banging though is that part of that yeah dude they totally thought that they were inappropriately close. Hmm. Oh, that makes sense. Uh. Well, his uh his confrontation wasn't successful, and it uh it it's spurred uh, da, da, it created a gap, if you will, between his son and himself. Bet- well, 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 between no. his son and uh, Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like they already didn't get along, yeah. and then it, it's just she was like, "Get out of my home!" And he was just like, "I don't want to be in your home." Yeah. Like I wish my dad wasn't in your home. I don't like get why Joseph Junior is married to you. <laughs> So, uh, not too long after this, uh, the Priestly household was actually infected with food poisoning, uh, perhaps from milk sickness or bacterial infection. Probably normal because of the time period. Probably, yeah. but this is where that whole dietary care thing comes I in. I see. Yeah, okay. so that, you know, full circle. Uh, and uh, actually, uh, Elizabeth accused William of poisoning the family's flour. Damn. Yeah, dude. And it's just like there was no basis for it. It was a totally groundless accusation. And wow. everyone was just like, no. Kind of like some uh, whip tri- witch trials we heard about. Yeah. 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 Matt's a witch trial. Go back and listen. So let's talk about some of the uh, some of the good stuff that he was, or that Joseph was doing while in Northumberland. Yeah, so uh, we didn't really talk about how, we, we, we kind of touched on his educational pursuits, but you could do a whole podcast just on him and his education, how he... Sought to educate people. Episode four, coming at you. Oh, God. <laughs> no, no, we'll stick at the three. Um, but he established the Northumberland Academy, and he donated his library to it, and he often ran classes out of his own home hmm. um, in his study. He also exchanged letters with Thomas Jefferson on how to properly structure a university, 
And Jefferson actually used this advice when founding the University of Virginia. Uh, Jefferson and Priestley became close, and when Priestley completed General History of the Christian Church, he dedicated to President Jefferson writing, It is now only that I can say I see nothing to fear from the hand of government, or the hand of power, excuse me. Uh, the government under which I live being for the first time truly favorable to me. That's nice. Yeah, it, it is. Um, America. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Home of the brave. Yeah. The land of Thomas Jefferson's freedom. Yeah, some days. Right at you, brother. 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 Um, Priestley also tried to continue his scientific investigations in America. And he was supported by the American Philosophical Society, but he just he didn't have the news from Europe that he got while he was in England. So this meant he was unaware of like latest, the latest scientific developments mm. and that he was no longer at the forefront of discovery. So he just it kind of fell by the wayside. Right. Um, he still published works on phlogiston theory, but also published some original works on spontaneous generation, which was a theory that living matter could arise from non-living matter. <laughs> and, uh, and he did work on dreams, actually, like trying try to do dream analysis. Not as great as his earlier work, if we're being completely honest. He might have been a little senile at this point yeah. as well. Probably and and, and also, like, if he were to make it into, like, the another 20 years, into, like, the 1820s, 1830s, like, yeah. the, the scientific journals were much more available. Oh, in, yeah. Like, mm -hmm. in the in, Amer in the Americas, we have the New England Journal of, Scien uh, Journal of Scientific Medicine, from mm -hmm. uh, whatever it's called. I did. That one. But, I mean, they're circulating in the, in yeah. the early. So, that's a shame. But, yeah, I, I, think, I think once you read into... His later theories, I, I think he might be onto something with the whole uh, senile bit. Yeah, he uh, he was probably getting... Oh, he's old and tired. Me too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, but he... Also, his work did stimulate American interest in chemistry, so there's that. Mm. It's kind of like when you, when like uh, an MLS team signs a really old soccer player. like He might get people interested in soccer again. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Thank you, Thierry Henry. But this time it worked. Um, in 1801, Priestley became ill... Or he became, like, very ill. And uh, he could no longer write or experiment. And then three years later, he passed away in the morning on February 6, 1804. And he was 70 years old. Mm. And then he's buried at Riverview Cemetery in Northumberland. I've seen his headstone. Have you, Tom? Uh, no. Is it is it on the, the hill? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I've been up there, up there but, yeah. like... You can find him up in there. Yeah. Just doing shenanigans? <laughs> doing sexy yep. things up there? Who, yeah, me? yeah, up the, up the no, hill. No, he doesn't have premarital marital sex like you, you pre, fiend. Premarital sex. Shut I'm up. not going to talk about what I used to do in the cemetery. <laughs> sex is a miracle. Um, yeah, I, I know what it was. You played Ouija board. You summoned the spirit of Joseph Priestley, didn't you? Yeah, we had so a nice. You chat. electrified him with oxygen. So let's let's talk Stop. about let's talk about some of the uh, his legacy yeah. after his death. Uh, you know, by by his death in 18, 1804... He basically been a member of pretty much every major scientific society in the Western world, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone's like, "Hey, we want this dude." Pretty impressive. Um, yeah, and he published more than 150 works on topics that included political philosophy, education, theology, and natural philosophy. Right. Um, and he paved the way for utilitarianism, which is a theory that states that the best action is the one that maximizes utility. It's kind of self-explanatory. Right. Right. And um, and obviously with the help of well. Him helping his friend, he also right. found the uh, Unitarianism. Uh, you know, God is one person, and that—that's one of the big things. Like God is, God is one person versus the Holy Trinity yeah. concept, mm. which was a big uh, divisive. Yeah, yeah, yeah very we, divisive. we didn't go too too big into like the difference between the Unitarianism. Uh, and stuff. Well, there's a lot to cover. Yeah, um, but they believe that Jesus was not God incarnate, but was rather inspired by God. Right, right. which is 
very different from what yeah. you know, the Trinity believes. Yeah. He was he also influenced Erasmus Darwin, Coleridge, William Wordsworth, John Stuart Mill, Alexander Bain, Herbert Spencer, and Immanuel Kant. You know, these are yeah. huge names. Big fucking names. Big names. Big dick Nick. Yep. That's a big name. That's a big is a big important name. Yeah. Big meaty name. Big meaty bitch. Triumphant uh, baby bastard. Uh, but in the early 20th century, though, uh, Priestley was looked at as a, uh, it's funny because he was looked at as like, as like a conservative and dogmatic scientist, right. who, but who was a political figure, but also a religious reformer. So he was viewed really, uh, it was a really confusing way to look at him. It's contrary to what he would have viewed himself as because yeah. he was, you know, considered very liberal at his time. But when you look at, when you look at the modern context, then that's one of the flaws of, of right. a lot of these, these pieces. It's like they're not looking at the whole context of. It was time, but rather the, the present time context. Uh, for example, the uh, historian of science, uh, Simon Schaefer, he described two dominant portraits of, of Priestley in one of his essays. Basically, one one is describing Priestley as a playful innocent uh, who somehow just stumbled onto all of his discoveries. Uh, also, the second portrayal was a an innocent who was warped for not understanding what what his studies implicated i find so, those to both to be which, very false which is interesting because like, i i think the the second one with the warped is him not him looking at his scientific discoveries and then mm-hmm. not looking at and him looking at his religion and also combining the two whereas i guess schaefer's looking at it as like how could you possibly combine the two you're you, you, you right. must be uh missing something you know which is interesting yeah and then when other historians have analyzed Priestley's writings um, his scientific discoveries are reviewed separately from his theological and metaphysical publications to make things easier for historians. Um, but the, like, it doesn't work. Yeah, I, I agree. It's, it, it's all flawed. it's all one for him. Yeah, it's his holy trinity. <laughs> but no, I mean, you're right there because yeah. because yeah. his, his whole his whole belief was like um, humanity is progressed through through the generations, and right. the way to do that is through science, and science helps support religion, uh, and. That's if you separate the two, then you're just doing it all wrong. Exactly, you're ignoring it. But reviews of his works in the '60s, '70s, and '80s describe Priestley's work as a unified theory. That's just more modern now. And yeah, that's when things got better for history in general. Um, and historian of science Dan Eschet argued in 2001 the efforts to summarize Priestley's views only served to focus on contradictions in Priestley's thought, because those studies separated the producers of scientific ideas from any social conflict. Uh, it's you know they wouldn't look at the whole landscape of his life and the world around him. Right, right, and that's definitely an issue there. Um, and you know he had a lot of a lot of honors bestowed on upon him yeah. uh, after the fact, but uh, a lot of college universities uh, use his name. Yep. Uh, so for instance, uh, Priestley College in Warrington, um, England, not PA Warrington. Yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> uh, but they, it's that's that's named Priestley College, and yep. there's also the Joseph Priestley College at in Leeds, which is part of the Leeds City College. Okay. Um, was named in his honor. The main undergraduate chemistry lab at the University of Leeds, which is different than Leeds City College, but the University of Leeds uh, named their uh, their their Priestley Laboratories in 2006. Mm-hmm. Um, and also in 2016, so really recent, the University of Huddersfield, they renamed uh, its Applied Sciences Department building to the Joseph Priestley Building. Um, and in 1952, yeah. uh, Dickinson College, uh, they, they began to present the Priestley Award to, uh, to, to a scientist who makes... Uh, quote discoveries which contribute to the welfare of mankind. Uh, I'm thinking that may have that may have something to do with his relationship with Cooper. Probably, but um, yeah, I mean, that, that's that's pretty impressive. 
my uh, elementary school is the Joseph Priestley Elementary School. It's true. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Look yeah. at that. That's the same as, as Leeds University and... and, and You're yeah, goddamn right it is. Huddersfield University. Put it yeah. out us. That's right. Represent. It's pretty, it's pretty cool, though. Fucking yeah. Priestley. I just gave a shocker sign. Yeah, you did. Yep. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> Electrified. There um, there's also an asteroid named after him. The 5577 Priestley was discovered in 86... Um, he's memorialized through in statues in Bristol, the Leeds City Square, and in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of funny in Birmingham when they ran him out of town. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's so shitty. Well, trying to he, make up for he it. He did spend like ten years of his life there too. But true. It true, does suck but, ass. Yeah. His work is recognized by a National Historic Chemical Landmark designation for his discovery as oxygen, and that was placed on August first, nineteen forty-four, ninety-four, at the Priestley House, and it's. It was done by the American Chemical Society. It's like a plaque. It's a little plaque. It's on the old... The old barn, the isn't old, it? Well, no. It's the old brick building. Oh, yeah, yeah, It's yeah. on the old brick building, and that was the old visitor center, like, yeah, before you go into the house. One. But since they did the remodel... Well, not really. They built a new visitor center a couple years back. Well, more than a couple years back. Yeah. Now. Uh, but they put it where the barn would have been when it was uh, home. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's out there. They still do some stuff in that building. And right. they still have the all the, the pens and everything, the animal pens. They're original, aren't they? Um, Some are. Some are rebuilt, I think. Okay. Because you got to remember, other people lived in there after he did. That's true, yeah. Mm. So, and there were, they had to take things back down to the way it was. Yeah, the kitchen is completely remodeled to be Co- the same. kitchen is completely different. I thought, it, I thought they brought it back to the original. Mostly, um, stuff was still outdoor, part of it. There's okay. parts that... Are indoor now, like the well was the out. Well, the yeah. well was outdoors, and there was a outdoor oven as well. I think. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Um, uh, but to, to go back to the um, to the recognition, so the yeah. last one I want to point out here is uh, uh, he had a similar recognition uh, to the uh, to the, the National Historic mm-hmm. Chemical Landmark, similar in England, uh, made on uh, August seventh, two thousand, at the uh, Bowood House in uh, Wiltshire. Uh, England and uh, the American Chemical Society uh, also awarded him separately yeah. with the uh, with their highest honor. The um, they they named they named their highest honor after him, the, right. the Priestley Medal, which is pretty pretty nice. Pretty great. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of funny. There, there's all this honoring for him in other places, but in Northumberland, where he lived, like the well, first of all, the money for the Priestley House was. Cut by the state. Yeah. It's not funded by the state anymore. So I remember going to meetings. I was like middle school, early high school when this happened. Right. I remember going to meetings like where people were just up in arms about it getting shut down. And not like some townspeople, but it was a lot of people who like traveled in from other places like Penn State and different places mm. to argue like this house needs to stay open. And so there was a Friends of Joseph Priestley house mm-hmm. started and it's a private uh, fun that works to keep it a lot keep a, the house open and it's all run by volunteers like people don't get paid to work there yeah mm. um but maybe one person yeah i think there's like one paid like person on staff one or two one president of the it's a non-profit isn't it yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's a non-profit so, right. i said private didn't i but yeah it's yeah. non-profit um but the house wasn't always in northumberland they moved right. it to penn state at one point oh that's and they used it for like their chemical department's headquarters uh, chemistry departments, uh, like offices, hmm. uh, and then they like sent it back to. Uh, think the physical house, like yeah, disassembled, they disassembled and reassembled, they disassembled and reassembled it. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. Uh, took it off the foundations, and then they also, like, the house was in 
ill repair for a long time. A bunch of vagrants used it in like the 30s and stuff, the area. And so when they'll do digs there, they often do them in the well. And they've pulled out stuff like these can, it, these cans and, and bottles and stuff from the 30s and 40s where just like drifters would be going by and just throw their stuff out. Wow. So you get stuff like that was from his time right. and then like after too. It's just kind of neat. It's a neat house. A few years ago in the laboratory... Uh, a professor from Susquehanna. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I think of Bloomsburg. Bloomsburg. Well, some professor in one of the local colleges uh, did a dig, mm-hmm. and it's it's open still. You can see where the original furnace was and everything, yeah. and yeah. like uh, they were like finding all those old glass vials and stuff, and yeah, like things he probably used. Yeah, for experiments and um, stuff. Yeah, oh. and you you can. Well, it's just quick kitchen equipment. Look down yeah. on that. Yeah, yeah, because. Exactly. Stuff, not, it wasn't an indictment. It was just no, no, no. Yeah, oh, that stuff lasts too. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's very cool. Um, I wish they would do the flowers like they were when he lived there. So when he lived there, his land extended all the way down to the river. Right. But now there's like a baseball field there. Oh, um, okay. But they could still do like there were gardens there and stuff, and and you know they had pigs and sheep and all these other things mm-hmm. and and kept that kept the house and. And I, I kind of wish they could do the flowers like they did then, but it, I guess it'd be a lot of money. Yeah, some of the original trees. They do. There are trees yeah. that were there when Priestley was there. Oh, yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Trees cool. last a long time. As long as they don't get cut down. Yeah. Flooding's an issue. Flooding is an issue there. Um, they're high enough up that it doesn't really affect it. Um, sometimes maybe the basement gets yeah. some, but not too often. Uh, the last bad flood they had, Emily and Kathy were down there pulling stuff out. I do remember that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thanks, Em. Thanks, Kev. Yeah, give us a listen in Florida. <laughs> she doesn't love us anymore. No one loves us. That's cool. I mean, it's it is. Uh, it's always cool to have that kind of history in uh, in the state and in your backyard. And yeah, it's good. Someone that someone that affected a lot of our day to day, or or at least our understanding of the day to day. Yeah, and that's pretty pretty impressive. And he also we touched about it, like kind of talked about it in the first episode briefly. Not even briefly. We just kind of mentioned that he um he named rubber. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He named his buddy, buddy of his, uh, was made it Black, it. Joseph Black. Might have been Joseph Black. I don't remember. I don't remember. But he was like, "Hey, I don't know what to call this substance." And Priestley was like, "I can rub this on paper, and my pencil marks will go away." So that's why it's oh, called really? rubber. Oh really? That's what's yeah. called rubber. Wow. Yeah. And there were the the two kinds of rubber: the the hard eraser rubber yep. and then the bouncy rubber. Oh yeah. So he, he, so he helped shit. name it, but he didn't, he didn't yeah. help invent it. Though. He didn't he help invent it, it, but he helped name it. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, he's a cool dude. I wonder what else it would have been called. Um, eraser. I mean, uh, I guess, yeah, I guess so, yeah. But like to use like, rub, yeah. like rubber, anything, but call it a razor. Yeah. That's that's really neat though. I didn't realize that was that was uh, the case. Yeah. Cool. You want a town name? Yeah, give me the town name. I got. Sorry, Lover, PA. Lover, PA. Hell yep. yeah. Peter Washington County. Washington County. Lover, PA. Got any any uh, fun uh, fun biz about Lover, PA? I love that name. Yeah, that's a good one. It's in Fallowfield Township. Yeah, kind of south, south of Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah, 15022. Hmm. It is... Is there anything, anything of note to it? I, no. I, I don't see anything of the note. The Lover Church is located north of the settlement. Hell yeah. Yeah, I think it's just a small little like community. Unincorporated. Hmm. So when you look up Lover PA, the, one of the first things that comes up is... Lover Boy. No, uh, Pennsylvania wife ambushes husband's lover and kills herself. <laughs> okay. Oh, kills herself. Oops. Oh shit. Um, the toaster. 
so um wow what a let's go let that hang out there yeah i'm just yeah. gonna I, sometimes you, silence is all you get oh it's in suburban philly oh that makes so sense that makes mind. sense delco uh it doesn't say though montco whatever what a what a what a terrible situation, Radnor County. Anyway, so Lover PA. Um, do you have any thoughts on that, Tom? What does that make you think of? Um, how he's never been loved in his life. Well, I just keep thinking about how I'm coming for you, Christopher Walken. <laughs> <laughs> this has been State College Investigations. We're out. Real crime. Uh, I you know I, I'm glad we got to we got to spend the last few episodes with you, Tom. Yeah, I mean, it's been it's, fun. It's, it's, it's a good time. Me. I mean. Been a real nice to have a pleasure. different voice on the pod every I've once been in a while. Punched so damn often though because of your presence, not by you, but by your brother. You just ride your brother up for some reason. I know. Get, get my Jimmy's Russell. Get, get my Jimmy's Russell. Get, get him frothy. And also, like I, I, this is my fault for giving you guys sugar and munchkins. And stuff. Yeah. Okay. So you gotta. We're like, we're like children. You're gonna be a father. Be better. Yeah. yeah Learn from know, us. I have to not give you as much sugar. But <laughs> we are giant children. Guys, gonna, it's true. Gonna, gonna giant bearded me. children. <laughs> so my Twitter profile says. Giant bearded children, both giant, child. giant bearded yeah. child, yeah. co-host of the Young Commonwealth podcast. Yeah. Well, speaking of Twitter, uh, do you have our, our uh, handles? Yeah. You can get us at us on Twitter at Uncommonwealth P, on Instagram at Uncommonwealth Podcast, on Facebook at Uncommonwealth Podcast. Uh, you can email us at Uncommonwealth Podcast at gmail.com. You can breathe, and we'll <gasps> know, and we'll be like. Somebody's thinking about Joseph Priestley right now. You can wear a rubber, we'll know. <laughs> you can wear a rubber, we'll know. Hopefully you're wearing it, unless you want to be a daddy like Ani. Thank you. <laughs> um, or you can just uh, fucking... Drink some carb- you can drink some Schweppes. And then kick mm, kick people out of their town with a mid-fire and rides brimstone. Yeah. And uh, we'll, we'll know that for sure. We'll see it in the news and we'll say, oh, we didn't tell our listeners to do that we are not legally uh in trouble here for this you could go yeah. to a unitarian church and you know go just visit, hang out go visit <laughs> yeah. the house go visit the house yeah actually do do visit the house especially if you're like near the area and donate to um it. yeah donations are dope every quarter helps everything helps i'll it's, take it's, quarters it's for laundry day. they take foreign currency as well too i don't think we do there's an exchange place somewhere in the world yeah <laughs> At airports and bus depots. All right. All right. Well, I think that's. I think it's been it though. But again, yeah. thank you, Tom. We really yeah. appreciate you having me on. Yeah, glad to have you on the pod. And, uh, Tom Peterson, official your, friend of the pod. Share your knowledge. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's nice right. to have a different voice every once right. in a while. Well, well, I, I think I about those though. But uh, this is this has been honest thought. This has been Bill. I'm Tom, and we've been the Uncommon Podcast. Five